Oh shit, we here. God damn. Yeah. Press buttons. Press buttons. Loud noises. Loud noises. Oh shit, we got somebody else. Mike! Hey! Hey, what's up, y'all? God damn it. We got a six pack challenge. We got a six pack challenge. Uh, Let me hit the intro. Uh, Welcome. Oh yeah, I forgot. We got a a half. We got a nugget over there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, well, yeah, seven. So welcome to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical wrestling podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. Uh, joining me is uh, a whole bunch of motherfuckers. <laughs> so uh, some that you have may, may have seen before, some that you may have not. And for those who have not been seen before, we shall let you do what has traditionally been done by those of you who have never been here before. I said a lot of shit just then. Let me take a sip. <laughs> so, uh, you, sir, down here in the middle, I guess, I don't know what it, what the combination is looking like, but yeah, you just held your beer can up. You got a New Japan 20 count to introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what you do and whatnot. So go ahead and kick it off. I think Goose did. <laughs> I think he froze. It was too much. Too too much. Too much. <laughs> well, other B, you go ahead and you kick it then. You introduce oh, me. Yourself. All right. Uh, well, I'm Botch TV. Uh, I do a lot of uh, wrestling, mostly me? WWE, Sorry, 2K stuff, uh, and. Uh, yeah, and I basically create my own wrestling show and be my own Vince McMahon through the WWE 2K Games. All right. So go ahead, Goobs. You go ahead and kick it out, too. Introduce yourself and let everybody know where they can find you, what you're doing, all that other shenanigans. Goobs is dead again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, that's Goobs. So talk when he talks. Yeah. He's, he's Canadian. Fuck. Oh, God. Yeah, your, uh, your connection is in and out. So uh, what we like to do here that usually fix it, log out, then log back in, and it usually corrects itself. Technology. Yeah, you got to <laughs> hit that fresh reset. But gentlemen, <laughs> while we're trying to figure figure all these shenanigans out and get everything going. Uh, I like to say to everybody here in the chat, everybody that's here in the group with me, how y'all doing? I'm, I'm doing yeah. awful. I'm doing awful. I got to spend three We're days. We're good? You. <laughs> eh, not so bad. Hanging in there. That's all I can say. Is hanging in there. So, uh, for, for, for my gentleman down here in the lower left, uh, Carl and uh brian og og brian um i already said it the other day that i might be going up to rhode island which is funny because nick is not there anymore <laughs> yeah what the hell man yeah. i'll go to hollywood on us and move where, where are you going to rhode island for well i was gonna go 
anyway because I wanted to go to the Comic Con. Oh, I only lived there for three years. And no, it, what? No, no, you got to get your own hotel room now for SummerSlam. No. <laughs> I, I said it's a mic. I said it's a mic, and then, uh, then I don't even know if I can do it now because of all the shit that we got going on. Speaking of some slam, I done used up all my motherfucking vacation time. Shit. <laughs> oh, man. That would have been cool if you came down for Comic Con. Maybe next year. That's always the way, B Rom. You know, it's like you use vacation like early, and you go, oh, yeah, you know, that's going to be good. It's going to be good for spring break. And then all of a sudden, you know, SummerSlam, Las Vegas. You're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, SummerSlam is what put me in the negative because I'm going to North Carolina. North Carolina! For a little right. while. And then um, I'm going to uh, Seattle for my anniversary. And then he just pop up out of the nowhere like fucking a goddamn toasty Mortal Kombat shit. <laughs> like, hey, it's going to be in Vegas. And I was like, word? I got some vouchers. Let me cash these bitches in. <laughs> cash it in, motherfucker. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. I cashed in my um, airplane in the bank tickets. <laughs> airplane. But uh, uh. we do have a lot of things on the docket, speaking of SummerSlam and all these other things. Brian, I wanted to bring it up because I was screaming. Is Goobs in here? There he is. Because uh, I was screaming at the um, the feed that y'all was doing for UWO. Uh-huh. Uh, when y'all was talking about the uh, either the, the buying or the selling of WWE. Oh, I okay. like this. I like this. Let's hear it. All right. All right. Yeah. So now you brought up a good point because I never thought about it um, this way as well because you was talking about how they might be ramping up because they might be buying another company. Yes. Yes. So uh, wh- what were your thoughts on that? It was a MLW or something like that, right? Because I mean, historically, even when me and Nick was talking about it a while back, I was mm-hmm. like, WWE does not do anything with anybody unless they gonna slide them in their catalog or whatever you know slide them a little bit of dough be like hey man this is our goodwill and fellowship we're gonna shake hands or whatever and then when you least expect it hey motherfucker i know you can't pay all that money back you mind (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah i mean like like i said i um originally i got the idea because uh i was scrolling through youtube one day um and i saw eric bischoff did a promo on on 83 weeks on one of his uh, podcast shows and everywhere I heard it, from the moment the releases came, Dave LaGreca himself on Busted Open said that I've worked for banks. And when companies like this are making like mysterious moves and like are liquidating people and trying to get as much uh, like stock and equity within itself, that usually they're trying to sell it off. So that right there was the trigger of, all right, sell, sell, sell. And I heard it from like every YouTuber, almost every podcast is bringing it up, blah, blah, blah. Then I'm listening to Bischoff. And Bischoff brings up the point where it's like, you know, Vince's job every day that he is alive is to make money for not just himself, but also for stockholders and for everybody else around him. So maybe something like this with Vince doing all these budget cuts isn't because, you know, he's willing to step away because we can all see based on like what, what we're getting right now, literally live on Raw, that he has, you know, he's doing it his way no matter what. Exactly. So to me, it's like, all right, maybe he really isn't selling it. Then um, Bischoff brings up the whole thing about buying. He goes, if you're going to buy into something, especially an established company that's like currently active, which is why I brought up Ring of Honor, MLW, that we floated out Impact. And then I also threw in the fact with the whole New Japan deal. Like, think about it. Yeah. New Japan has had a working relationship 
with Ring of Honor, with AEW, uh, with Impact Wrestling for years now. What has WWE been teasing for the past couple of years is that they're trying to get into the Japanese market. Mm. And we all know New Japan has a stronghold there. Yeah. By the exclusivity deal, to me, it comes across like, no, oh, maybe they really are trying to buy something. So maybe this relationship with New Japan, and we all know the new guy who came in, I don't know if he's the president or like um, like chief branding officer for New Japan. Mm-hmm. He's been the guy who's been making a lot of decisions that over the past couple of years, some New Japan fans, and I know we have some uh, some serious ones in here, can say that you know it's a little bit different than what we're used to with the, the old school version of New Japan. Yeah. And he's been trying to force his way into the American market. Yeah. Maybe this is WWE ramping up to do something big to have the financials to buy into New Japan and say, you know what, you guys have New Japan strong here in America. Let us run that for you. You know what I'm saying? Like it could still be under the W it'll be under the WWE umbrella here in America, but it could still be a New Japan product. And mm-hmm. it also goes the same way with MLW. It also can go the same way with Ring of Honor. And I see what Ring of Honor alone, you buy that just for the library. Mm-hmm. Anybody who knows the wrestlers that have come through Ring of Honor, we feel like the Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, CM Punk, AJ Styles, Amazing Reds, Christopher Daniels, Kaz, hell, Kenny Omega was down there. I literally bumped into him in Boston. You buy that library within itself. You know what I mean? So maybe WWE isn't trying to sell everything off just by liquidating these, these wrestlers and these executives and internet people. Maybe they're trying to buy into another company. Yeah. That was just my theory on and then uh, you bring up a good point about uh, New Japan or just trying to get into Japan, period. Because um, mm-hmm. they're, they're already loaning out, uh, was that Io Shirai for uh, Shine or something show out there, right? Oh, Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie. And then mm-hmm. Kyrie's there. Io was supposed, to, was supposed to be there at one point um, when she had the title. She was supposed to go do a show. So they had that aspect of it. Um, and we always heard that they wanted to do a NXT Japan as well. Yep. But yeah. you know, I don't think Japan would allow that to happen. So I mean, you would probably have to buy into what is already existing. And if they do handshake and partner up with New Japan, all that shit would impact and ROH and all the motherfuckers. That shit is gone. That exactly. and that's why I said impact that one time. I said they could buy impact just to be petty, you know? Because yeah. they, they would trust me, impact. Because they would kind of own Kenny Omega, the AEW champion. True, true. That would, that would oh. actually be real interesting. That would be real interesting. Ooh, just imagine how pissed Eddie would be. That would be, right. be the best rant since your burial of Mark Henry. Facts. <laughs> hey, what do you think about your boy Mark Henry in AEW? What do I think? Well, I guess everything. Oh, anyway. Um, it was a surprising move. I found it to be very surprising, but I think that um, AEW can benefit with somebody like Mark Henry, like um, something that Brian and I discussed. Um, he's, you know, a big man who can work with the big men in that company. He can actually help those big men work from a TV perspective because, remember, he's been with the WWE for 25 years. He knows the, you know, ins and outs of, of like, in-ring production. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows about like facing the hard cameras. A lot of these guys just basically came from the indies, you know. Whereas, like, sure, like a lot of TV shows have indie, you know, a lot of these uh, promotions have like TV deals and stuff, but they don't really like know know like how to do it on a high production level. So, with somebody like Mark Henry, 
working with the big man and actually helping the other talent with that, you know, with that in-ring and production and combining those two elements together, I think they can prosper with that. I think, yeah, Mark Henry can definitely prosper. And I think they, that's going to help them sign talent because, as we all know, Braun Strowman got released, right? Mark Henry helped bring him in. Big shows there. you got to assume that that dude's going to sign with AEW. He always said, whenever I'm done with WWE, I'm done. But you got to assume he's going to go to AEW, right? And then, you know, you we can isolate that statement. He said that, what, early 2020? Yeah, A lot of shit has happened between now and then. The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. A lot of shit. I mean, people are prone to change their minds in different situations. But who knows? I mean... There could be some smidget of loyalty there somewhere, you know, that you feel like that, hey, they saved me from poverty and everything, you know, and uh, they put me on and they gave me money to job. I mean, experiences and, you know, and some connections to an extent. So you can there could be a loyalty factor there. But, you know, you leave that company, they let you go. That loyalty can only last for so long until you, when your ribs start sticking to your side and shit, you know. <laughs> Money talks. Well, it's and like Tony Khan uh, got plenty of it. It's like with uh, Mark Henry. Like I never thought that he would go, knowing how loyal he is to WWE. I never thought Mark Henry would yeah. go, and the next thing you know, he's on AEW. Yeah, and that changed when like, he started doing the busted open shit. You know, like I was like, I was like, wow, Mark Henry, like I. He would have been the last guy that I would have thought. Same thing with Big Show. Like, I didn't think Big Show would ever leave either. But look, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, well, I, I think it's the thing, though. I mean, they are they have goodwill with that company, but it's not like to the level of the Undertaker, to where they can go do signings and all this other bullshit. And WWE wouldn't even bat eye at that. But you right. let motherfucking Mark Calloway show up to goddamn Starcast, and it was like, oh, oh, hell no, player. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> that is Vince McMahon. Other than WrestleMania, that is Vince McMahon's greatest creation. If anybody's gonna bank off of that, it's gonna be it's gonna be Vince. Yeah. yeah. Now and, and rightfully so. Like we say, okay, Nick goes off, uses the wrestling as trash, makes a boot makes a billion dollars out of it, and B Rob, who came up with it, is not gonna catch us. Not gonna get a cut. Yeah, you know why? Because he's hey. going to Rhode Island when I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> no, whenever no, you go home, Mark, to whenever you go home to visit, that's when I'm gonna go. Oh, we got we got places for you, Rob. Can Mark Henry even talk bad about AEW on Busted Open now? Like I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, can he actually? Like, do you think there's something stopping that? Well, I think that uh, you know, because I've listened to Busted Open a few times, and I, I just, I love hearing like Mark Henry's opinions and Bully Ray's opinions on you know just everything. Like the way that they talk about wrestling, obviously they're very knowledgeable, and Mark Henry just brings something to the table. I think, I think it doesn't necessarily save him from speaking bad about AEW, I think he's going to be constructive. Uh, and, you know, because there's a lot of fans out there that love to hate on AEW. <laughs> you well, know, just well, for the sake of hating on it. Well, but, well, it's just like how you said earlier before we went live. Yeah. Wrestling fans are the worst, and wrestling fans will hate on wrestling. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I, I think, I can't tell you how many times I scroll through Twitter 
and you get those WWE marks that defend WWE to to the to the brim, almost like it's their grave, or has somebody's got a gun held to their head, like don't say something bad about WWE. And then you got the same with AEW. When we all look at it, I mean, we're all wrestling fans here. Like wrestling's wrestling. You you watch what you want to watch. So it's. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'll never understand wrestling fans, man. I, I never will. I never will. Like, well, okay, yeah. but can I say this, Bosh? Like, I was thinking about this, too, because I think I, I want AEW and I want WWE to get better, you know, because I'm someone that kind of craps on both products, sometimes yeah. particularly Raw. Um, you know, it's like I want their You're to be problem, Mike. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah I, I know. I'm, I'm part of the problem. I know I am. But it, it's like um, I didn't even follow AEW botches until last week, and I am just amazed at – what it is, is it's just the production of it. You know, it's not even the fact that these like so-called botches happen or different things like that, but it's just the fact that the production could be strengthened. And I think, you know, to, to your point, Bosch, you know, talking about guys like Bully Ray or talking about Mark Henry, they're really going to enhance the product and they're really going to help that, you know, TV production value because a lot of these people, you know, they're kind of in the indies and they're really good and they really love wrestling, but they don't always know how to showcase it. You know, and that's why right. you have the fireworks sparklers going on. That's why you have Jericho falling into the, we'll just say boxes, you know, the box botch, uh, different things like that. I mean, there's certain things that go really well with AEW, but unfortunately um, it's just those production things that don't quite, you know, make sense. Uh, and so if those things are enhanced. I mean, they have the product, they have the TV deal, they have the wrestler enthusiasm and people with experience to really make it work. And I, I want it to, you know, really get to that point. But especially now that there's, you know, 20 to 25 injuries or whatever that I've seen here and there since AEW's existed. I mean, that's that's a lot in a short amount of time. So I just hope yeah. that it gets safer and it gets crisper, you know, as a TV product. Yeah, yeah I think WWE's big problem is just WWE's big problem ultimately, in my opinion, is they just repeat so damn much. And I know oh, yeah. Brian does Raw. I think you do Raw Facebook after Raw every week, right? We, we did for a while. We actually did the show yesterday. I guess it was a little bit more convenient. But personally, I love doing our show during Raw because it literally gives us a reason to watch it. Yeah, because if not... Aside like, from that, like, I, I I was talking about the other day, like, it's not... I'm not invested in it. Nothing is, like, forcing me to watch Raw. Like, there's shit that I like. Like, I like Riddle just being random. Um, random. I, I don't like the fact that Randy Orton now looks like EC3, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like spitting image, but you know what I mean. Like I'm, I'm cool with Lashley holding the bell. I'm like, I have nothing against anybody there, but like, it's not interesting for me right now. But like, it's not but, something I got to dedicate three hours to watch on a Monday. I'll watch it when I can. But hey, hey Dan, hey Dan, like we see you here, we know you here, but we don't see you on the camera. <laughs> I'm not. Cameras on too, but this yeah, I can see him. Yeah, I see him. Yeah, I, see him. I see him now. You can see him. Oh, okay. the fan. all right. So up, I can everybody? see him on the small team. I'm on the big screen. <laughs> I think the biggest issue with with WWE or just Raw in general, or uh, is what I've seen is because I'm a big storytelling guy. I'm a very creative writer, so I always think if I was in charge for Raw for a day, how would I do it? Uh, and that's kind of that's kind of how I think. Um, but me, the problem is like I can't remember the last time, like 
I was <laughs> invested in a feud in in a in a feud that was happening. Besides the, I thought that the Jey Uso and the whole thing with the Tribal Chief that's going on right now with Roman Reigns, I think that's great. But that's on SmackDown. But like the issue that I have is like. It's like you have matches that end in DQs constantly, or you have the same match over and over and over, and the story doesn't evolve from that. Like, they don't have, like, a plan of, like, okay, if, like, this is where we're going. Like, they don't have, like, a long-term plan. It's always, like, a short-term thing, and it's almost like they forget what happens in the middle. Like, they have a beginning and an end, and like it's sort of the same thing. For example, they did the thing with the Miz at Elimination Chamber, where they had him cash in, winning the title, and then having him lose it to Bobby Lashley. Like the Raw after, it's like, what's the point of that? What was the point? To keep, to keep Drew strong. Yeah, to keep Drew well, strong at the moment. Yeah, that too, and um, it's just too, like though. it's a reward thing or whatever. I mean, Miz is a good employee, and why wouldn't you add the accolade to his uh stat sheet? So, I mean, I don't know. Or it's WrestleMania rematch on Peacock, a whole pay-per-view of just like WrestleMania rematches that pretty much would have happened on the Monday Night Raw after Mania anyway. Right. You know? Y'all, y'all hear me? Sure. Yeah. I can't hear you there, Dan. I hear you. You hear me, Kenny? You hear me? I hear you. A little bit. I hear you. What the fuck? Nobody, I hear you. I hear him. I hear you. All right. Why only Damn, D-Rock what, the am I fucked up? You got to flip that studio upside down. No, I wanted to add on to that because I, I think... It, it's I like Kung Fu Theater over here. I see his mouth moving and shit, but it's like the words coming later. <laughs> nah, but what I think it is, is that uh, the WWE and having a fucking pay-per-view almost once a I month or once every two his mouth stop moving. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like... I'll go out and come back in. Because AEW does four pay-per-views a year. I think one a quarter. Yeah, four pay-per-views a year. And they make those feuds go, realistically, once a quarter. Whoever you're feuding with, for the most part. They don't make it drag. That's what it is. You see constantly. Like, when we first found out it was Drew and Bobby, everyone was like, oh, fuck yeah. And then, like, now everyone's like, I'm over it. Which, they were dumb. They were dumb by even giving Kofi the chance to fight for the title. Because they knew everyone would want Kofi to win and fight for the title. So they did that to themselves. So one, I don't feel bad. But two, they finally might not be dropping the ball. And I think it's honestly finally going to happen. I think we're really going to get Brock and Bobby. Right. I mean, yeah, I do agree. I do agree with that. Like having the four pay-per-views a quarter. Like, do you guys think that if WWE were to not have a pay-per-view every month, like maybe every other month? Or even, or maybe even go AEW's route and only have a few every year. Like, would that help, like, keep people invested? Because obviously, I, we've said before that people aren't invested in Raw right now. There's no reason to watch Raw for three hours. Yeah, I don't think so because of remember WWE also appeals to more casual fans. Right. AEW is the hardcore fans, right? And with this world that we do live in today. I don't think, especially the casuals, do not have the attention span. We don't, like, we don't. We, listen, if you see a Facebook status for, like, three paragraphs, are you going to read it? (laughs) Hell and no. Good point. Exactly. People read tweets all day. That's only 160 characters. 
uh, is two eighty. No, I mean, nowadays, yeah. just people in general. It's two eighty. Yeah, they oh, it's two eighty now. Euros. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. People just don't have the attention span, so they need these. We 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 need things now, like we're in, right. Amazon. We order it in the we order something from Amazon. Two minutes later, we're checking the tracking. Yeah, hey man, I, no no lie, dog. It's just there. And then DoorDash after that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, I, exactly. I, I just some, I just ordered some motherfucking shit off of Amazon or whatever, and I was just like, "What? What is this two day shipping or whatever?" I wanted the next day, motherfucker. Yeah. They got that. <laughs> we wanted that. We wanted the minute we pre- we wanted the minute we press confirm. So that's the thing. Everybody is so much into a rush nowadays that WWE spreading, you know, having four pay per views a year, which back in the day I used to love, but. It, it won't work in today's society. Microwave generation. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's because me, I'm unemployed and I and I have nothing else better to do. So that's probably that's me talking. Um, but <laughs> but uh, you know, I I just think for me, like obviously I'm I'm younger. You know, I'm 22. But you know, like I think for me, I just value storytelling because I just I just love a good story, whether it's a movie or a TV show. And yes, there's things like that. I that obviously, like Mike was saying, how he criticizes both products. Uh, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Like I watch wrestling. I'm gonna nitpick at this, or I'm gonna nitpick at that. Uh, but I think. I think. Yeah. I think now that I've heard you explain it, you're you're right. I don't think it would work because nobody has that amount of time in a day to watch wrestling continuously. But also, yeah. what else? What I'll tell you is this. So moving from the East Coast to the West Coast, I don't have cable. I have YouTube TV. But like at 5 o'clock here when it's 8 o'clock on the East Coast, Raw is on, but I can't watch it here. So I just see what's going on in Twitter or I'll listen to a podcast after. or I'll, And if something's good for that I see from Twitter or like someone talks about, I'll watch what I can. SmackDown I can watch live on an app. I just think if you don't, it sounds as crazy as it sounds, if you don't watch it continuously, it makes it a lot better. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And you watch the storylines you want. Like, so you can be invested in Drew and Bobby all day. It's Drew and Bobby can be great, even though it's been a zillion months long. But it's everything else. Like, you got Elias. You got friggin' all these other fools. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one cares about that. Right. First off, that's what you get from moving to the West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, at least, it's kind of like a TV show. You know, SmackDown feels like a TV show and Raw kind of feels like this chore that is almost like, I don't know, watching some movie and not like, let's say, a Marvel movie or some movie you're really into, but one that's like, you know, three hours long. You're just trying to get through it. Whereas, like, I've been at, you know, pizza joints. I've been at bars or whatever the case may be. And SmackDown's playing in the background almost like a football game, you know, almost like, a you know, baseball game or, you know, the soccer match from last night or whatever. And it's entertaining. I feel like it's done to be like compelling and entertaining. And I tend to like the storylines in general, even dumb Reginald and all that stuff. Um, it's at least entertaining. Whereas with Raw, it's like, you know, Lashley versus McIntyre 17. The winner is going to be in the 18th match. And then the winner of that might win the 19th and it might matter at the pay-per-view, <laughs> you know? Right. Now you, you, you just brought up a, a person that I, I want to get y'all general consensus on. Motherfucking Reginald. So well, I, mean, yeah. I honestly, I think he's pretty good. We never seen him go up against a guy, though. I mean, he do great shit with the girls, but 
what what is this dude's shelf life? How long do you think this guy is going to stick around? Because I, I think he's pretty good. I, I mean, for me, I look at it like this. I haven't seen him. I haven't seen this man do one wrestling maneuver. I've just seen him do parkour. Yeah. Like for real. Like I don't. I don't understand if this guy knows psychology. I don't know if he knows how to grapple. I don't know if he knows how to lock up properly. You know what I mean? So, like to me, he's just a he's just a gimmick right now. It doesn't mean that yeah. he doesn't have the opportunity to go and learn something and you know actually become a wrestler. And if he would, it would be great because I think the dude's phenomenal. Like what he does is amazing. Like the way this yeah. dude can move and flip around and duck slide, wrap it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no! Like this dude oh, is no. good. He's good at what he does. I just don't know if he can wrestle. Like if he can figure it out and actually they're actually training the dude. I can't wait to see who he becomes in like two to three years. Well, from from what I understand, he is actually a wrestler. He's uh, like a general. Yeah, I know he's developmental. Like, I know he signed a developmental deal a couple of years ago. But, I mean, like, I want to see him actually do something. You know what I mean? Like, not just, you know, be like the bumping guy for all the women and try to be Nia Jax's booty call. But he's smacking Trainer Baisley. You seen that? Yeah. You got some going. You want to see what he can do? Why don't you have him versus Bad Bunny at SummerSlam, you know, or something like that? I mean, that'd be two guys who never really have done it before. Of course, Bad Bunny showed some flashes. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I would like to see that. I would like to see that. I would watch that. Yes. Bad Bunny has sold me. He sold me. Like, he's like, he's Reginald, as somebody who loves after Nia Jax on the regular, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I only hate him because he gets the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hate me because you ain't me. <laughs> you know what? That, that's what it is. I'll be mad enough to admit. You got my baby on hostage. At least you're at least you're mad enough to admit it. Though. Yeah. I am. <laughs> at least I am. Right. A, a thing that I want to kind of touch on or whatever you uh, uh, knew Brian was talking about um, how WWE was mismanaging their shows and uh, their talent to an extent. So all these guys that they, and gals, they just let go these free agents. Um, I know uh, OG Brian and them was talking about it last night on the show about where they want them to go and all these other things like that. Me personally, because I was screaming it into the phone, you know, in my head, because I didn't want to do it out loud at work. I was like, I don't want none of these motherfuckers. And I told uh, New Brian this as well. I don't want none of these guys that just got released to go to AEW. None of them. Not a now one of them. I mean, okay. at least not right now. As the roster is right now, none of them bitches should be at AEW. They should be somewhere else. Only green. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, yeah. but only if any of them, only Buddy Murphy, because his body, his body type and size matches the roster that they already have. The Hell one yeah. person, though, I don't know if anybody was gonna go there just yet, but the one person that I want to see fulfill his tweet and retire is Braun Strowman, mm -hmm. because in some respects, I was a fan of his, but then it became fuck him. Because I found out about him and his ridiculous right-wing ways and thoughts that he likes to spit out loud. Number two, most importantly, the way he shit on all of the independent talent out there and everybody that was trying to make a living off of wrestling and the independent talent he was shitting all over. And then now look at your ass being the company kiss ass man. 
your ass is now out on your ass. Hopefully, I don't wish him, you know, to be in, like, poor and destitute or something like that. I hope he got enough bank saved and then go back to strong man because fuck him in wrestling. And that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, it's strong man. Strong you know, man. You know for a fact, either him, some, someone showing up at uh, All Out because their 90 days ends three days before the All Out pay-per-view. But yeah. I hope, but I hope not him. Not just because of what I said, but it was because of what I said about Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. There are no monsters over there. AEW is not the monster factory of Disneyland WWE. So who mm-hmm. is he going to fight? He's mm-hmm. going to run the same type of thing with Miro, the Murderhawk monster, and Camarado. Hangman Page. Lucha. Luchasaurus. Yeah, oh yeah, Luchasaurus. Well, actually, I said that. Ward Lowe. I ran down oh, those God. same names and stopped at those last two. So you go, he's going to only really run a program like that and then guess what? Then go over there and be the big show and have to fight the little Eddie Guerreros. And, and then if, his style just don't work to me over there. If Strowman went, I think if Strowman showed up in AEW, he'd be right in the title picture. Scene. If Strowman showed up in AEW, I would be mad as the fuck. <laughs> I would too. Agreed. I, like, I nah, honestly player. think that Buddy Murphy, Buddy Murphy, uh, and Tommy End, who's Alistair Black, uh, could benefit because, like, Alistair Black, like, just his character, him, like, I'm just imagining Ooh. him. In... Alistair Black and Abaddon. There you go. <laughs> that that or something with him and Darby, whatever, whatever it is, just a match between those dudes. Or something with him with the Dark Order. Like, he can take that Dark Father gimmick that he had and just go full on. Yeah. With nah, that, that makes no a lot of sense no or whatever. But, but like, uh, I think Dark Order or people within the Dark Order even put that statement out. There's like, we don't even want that shit. <laughs> He's like, nah, that, player. Brody Lee was the first and the last. <laughs> that was the same thought that I had, though, was because it Everybody makes sense. Did. Because, yeah, because they just... And that's, this is WWE and their lovely statements from Vince McMahon saying they can't get anybody over, yet it's only their own fault. You just repackage this guy and then you cut him. So it would make sense to make, make him become in the Dark Order, but the Dark Order is now a fun-loving face group. So do we really want that now? Yeah. No, but Brian, I was just... Brian, I see you shaking your head down there. I, <laughs> I actually get. I actually came across this. Uh, I think it was in like a tweet. It was in a tweet or an Instagram. But they proposed that John Silver does an Incredible Hulk gimmick with uh, Braun. Oh, I saw. Whereas, that. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. I it sounds funny, that. but I, nah, I, no, I, no, I would, <laughs> no, please, no, please, no. Here's my thing with uh, the whole uh, Tommy End and uh, Dark Order. I mean, if they're to do it, I'm not opposed to it. I'm all for it. Like, it could be something where, like, you know you how you just said, you know, do we want that right now? Right now, no, because the Dark Order is getting themselves over. Everybody's starting to look, like, legit in their own ways. We're still waiting for a fucking um, Silver to come back from his injury. You know, uh, Sue Grayson, who is phenomenal in the Dark Order, is just coming off of an injury. You know what I mean? They're still working the whole thing with Hangman, trying to work him in slowly through, like, BTE and stuff. You know, they got Cabana. 
Uno and um, Uno, Uno's doing his own, well, like his own little thing right now. Like he's fighting Miro this uh, Friday for the title and shit. I can see totally bringing him in in a way that you know the Dark Order. Yeah, and, and Ten too. Don't yeah. Thank you, thank you for reminding me because Ten is a fucking stud. That boy is good. Ten is, a fuck, ten is amazing. Yeah, that boy is good. <laughs> that boy is real good. I think there's gonna come a point with the Dark Order where it's like the funny gimmick is gonna run out. Yeah, boy, you know what I mean. And that would be the good time to slide them in. Like, we all see how negative one acts. You know, he comes out there, and he's beating motherfuckers with kendo sticks, and he's having fun or whatever. Eventually, you know, maybe in the, like, we, like you said, me, Rob, not right now, but maybe in the future, they can come a point where they're like, all right, now we can work with this dude. Now it's the perfect time to bring him in. Like, maybe he takes a year off and goes and does New Japan or whatever and tries to conquer over there, or because he's like, because he is light enough to be part of the Super Juniors. You know what I'm saying? So he can go over there and make a name for himself while he's there. The deal with uh, AEW, bring him over, and negative one can be like, you know, you guys are having too much fun. You guys aren't winning enough for me. My dad wanted you guys to be winners, and if you don't think you can be a winner, then I got to put somebody in charge that I know will make you guys winners. That's when you bring him in. Something like that, storytelling-wise, would make a lot of sense. That's why I, I agree with both of y'all on those statements, but eventually I, I didn't think of that. be able to fit there. See, I, I didn't I like think that. of that at all. I like that's that. That's ill. That's I ill. Like that. That's awesome. I didn't think of that. Well, and, like, and, you know, I like the way to, to bring them in that way. That's that's the thing, guys, you know, um, is that when it comes to people debuting the company, I like more of a surprise, you know. I like for that kind of thing to happen as opposed to, i got to be honest with you guys, you know, it's good for Andrade, you know, and it's, it's kind of a power move and stuff like that. But i got to be honest with you guys, I'm sick of these guys coming in and being like, you know what? I don't need that other company, you know, or I don't need to be that Connecticut, whatever, you know, I'm going to be the face of AEW, you know, it's almost like I am the tag team champions, that thing from like, you know, years ago, but it's like every guy from WWE is just like, I'm the tag team champions. Or I'm the face of AEW. I'm the face of AEW, you know, and it's just, you know, we, I, I don't like that as much as I do guys debuting in dark order or guys, you know, attacking someone. It's like, Hey man, I'm the best in wrestling. You know, it doesn't matter about that. Yeah. I'm guys. Can Tony Khan please cut promos better? Like it's yeah. just it is just no, so terrible no, to me, you know what I mean? I love Tony Khan promos from Connecticut. Yeah. And I'm just man, like, what, oh my god, Dan, please do you a second. Twerking take. on the camera there, boy? <laughs> Dan up here twerking on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not I saw I saw a spider that just ran down out of the Oh, I, I I don't blame you, bro. I, I'm yeah, surprised I, you ain't throw your goddamn phone off. No, I I got into murder remote. I, I broke I, before 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 I kicked off my appearance of my connection is trash. I was I had to go get my computer because I was I was representing the brand in the wrong way with the all the spotty yaddy dopaliciousness that was my internet connection. But then, yeah, this spider just came out of nowhere. The shit ran down my ring light, ran down the back of my computer, ran over my AirPod case, my phone, and then the back of this thing, everything is sitting on. And I was like, oh, well, no, 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 no. You no. ain't throw that shit off the goddamn <laughs> Old me. And that storytelling, Mayor, is actually more compelling than Raw tonight. Yeah, oh, I, I, saw, I, I was peeking glimpse of that. That was sick. The Spanish flag outside the room was pretty good. Well, imagine, old me would have been like Ricochet. Old me would have been like Ricochet and doing 350s and 360s off of my porch away from that spider. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get on TV, yeah, that's that's the challenge. 
Yeah. I was on here you know, working, right? And B-Rob. Now, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you guys some questions. More than Ricochet, yeah. On camera, more than Ricochet. That's for sure. Now we're moving into, like, SummerSlam and all that shit coming up around the corner. Now, I think it's pretty legit how they're talking, how the, it's happening the night of that Pacquiao fight. And I don't know if you heard, it's going to end by the time Pacquiao fights, which is, like, 11 12, like 11, 11, 30. So that's crazy because this is their first show. Like, yeah, they have WrestleMania, but this is going to be full capacity. And they might not cut it short, but at least it's not going to be eight hours. That makes me happy. But, like, what do you think they really got up their sleeves? Like, they're saying they're going to have Cardi B host it. You're hearing Brock and Lashley. You're hearing Cena and Roman. Like, how much of that do you honestly think is going to actually happen? I would love it for all of it. <laughs> Because I mean, that would be that would be huge. Think, hey, think hey, of, hey, think Bob, hey, Bob, don't be putting that <laughs> on my shit, God damn it! I'm gonna be there. I'm yeah, going. I'm gonna, it, it, the stadium, the stadium's a dome. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. That stadium looks beautiful, by the way. Yeah, it looks like a big ass begin. It's like a big ass like Death Star. No, it's like a what? The Death Star. The Death Star. Yeah, it's the Death Star. <laughs> I know Death Star. That's what it, looks. it looks like a big ass version of you know those robot vacuum cleaners. It's a big ass Roomba. It's the Unicron of Roombas. How much do you think of that actually happens? I would love to see Brock and Lashley. I'm not going to lie. That'd not going to happen. Brock don't want smoke. No. I want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. I want that to happen, though, next year at Mania. Not so soon. I need, I need, I need Bobby to run with that belt for a year. Can it start building? Can it start building at SummerSlam though? Like I'd be alright if the build started. You know, like maybe just this little like Easter egg, and then it ends up being, you know, of course, ramping up after Rumble and you know, getting to Mania and stuff like that. Um, But I'd be alright with like kind of like a run in or kind of an attack or something like that where your Brock is back and you just don't really know where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, like that's how they end the show or something. SummerSlam needs to be the moment where Brock, I mean, excuse me, where Bobby Lashley and Roman cross paths. Just give each other a little. Yeah, because that's because that's going to be that's how they starting to do Survivor Series now is going to be for that, which they eliminated bragging whites, which I thoroughly enjoy. (laughs) So they eliminated bragging whites. Yeah. Yeah. So now that hey man, I'm shut your horns It's not Survivor Series anymore. It's been bragging rights for like seven years now. But I want to I want to post something that I posed on the show yesterday, right? And this is why I think, unfortunately, everything you said, B Rob, is probably going to happen. I'm going to ask y'all this: Who currently on Raw and on SmackDown is credible enough to take on Bobby Lashley and to take on Roman? And be a legitimate contender to the point where they sell out a 66, uh, 67,000 people stadium. No, the if it's going to be full capacity, the they got to shoot for it. My question is, who 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 are these people? So my opinion, there's only two people, and one, and it's Edge. But Edge, in my opinion, because I I kind of have a little card here. What I I think Edge and Rollins is finally going to happen at SummerSlam. My my counter to your Rollins is he's still in the he's still in the middle of a feud with Cesaro. And Rollins hasn't been around since, like, hasn't done much since Survivor Series because he walked off on the team 
He took time off to have the baby. He came back. He had his little promo thing. He attacked Cesaro. He's been in that feud. Yeah, but is, so he, is he worthy of it, getting that spot? He's not gonna fight. No, I think he's gonna fight Edge. Okay. Hey, B. Rob, no, I have an no, idea. I think no one, no one on either show. There's, there's one idea, B. Rob. You know what it is? The Undertaker. That's, a, that's who that is. <laughs> Get out of here. As the resident, oh as the resident Undertaker fan. Don't even want it to happen. Exactly. Make an appearance? Yes, cool. I'll be happy to see him. Hey, 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 I, hey, hey. No appearances. I don't actually want that. No, no. I'm, I'm no. cool with an appearance. No, the only, get in no, the ring? No. No, because no. The only and last appearance this motherfucker need to make is when he taking that damn ring and he fucking take, doing his Hall of Fame speech. That's the last I mean, appearance this motherfucker need to do. Or he comes back as mean Mark Calloway. Or he comes it. back with my foot in his ass. That's, that's no. So, oh, wait, wait, what if he can only come back as mean Mark? That's no, I got, I got breaking news, everybody. I got breaking news. Shelton Benjamin is not fighting Cedric Alexander this week on Raw. All right. We need, wait, we need OG Brian. Thank you. you. Change has come to America. Sweet Brian, oh. what was. Wait, Brian, what was your scenario, though? For me? Yes. Yeah, well, you were no, no, it's just the fact that I, I agree with the rumors. I mean, like, what else is there? If you're going to sell out a stadium, you got to bring back Cena, and Brock Lesnar's a major draw. Like, to me, like I said, with all due respect to everybody on the rosters, you can go through both shows. There is nobody built up to make, like, yeah. to look like a threat against Roman at all. And then on Raw, you're just doing merry-go-round with Drew McIntyre. Like I honestly could see this, famous, but I could really see like Vince being like Brock, you're gonna come and fight Lashley in the opening match, and then we'll give you tickets to the Pacquiao fight. <laughs> the, no, the, I think, and like yeah. I said, I might be a little biased because I know like I'm gonna go as long as I get a ticket. But like, I think they're gonna make SummerSlam bigger than Mania this year because of the capacity thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like seventy thousand. Something yeah. like that? Yeah, like yeah. seven thousand plus yeah, like four. The new stadium. The yeah, new stadium. Only, oh, the, oh, the, oh, the Raiders, right? Yeah, yeah the, the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's only Brock. It's only Cena. I mean, Edge is a potential candidate. But in the only of a motherfucker, and I say motherfucker with just the, the, the most venomous of venom, <laughs> motherfucking Goldberg. Oh, yeah, no. so wait, so wait, wait, um, no. you, wait, I was gonna get into that actually. Before no, that, let's not wait, get into it. No, 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 I mean, no, I said it enough, and it's it, 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 Goldberg. Yes. Yes. We're all sleeping. Don't, don't put NXT. that evil out into him. No, no. We're sleeping on one person. He's NXT's hottest talent, Karen Cross. My man, Malcolm Bitts. <laughs> That's my man. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. Did you see uh, Nick, 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 wait a second, wait a second. There is only one person that is currently on NXT that has any inkling of being a star right now. And that's my boy, to the moon, Kevin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. That's my dog. Now, I got something because we were throwing out fan theories earlier. And to, while I was driving, oh, oh, my goodness, what the fuck? Wait, so I tweeted Malcolm Bivens yesterday. Saying, uh -huh. I tagged him, what, what are you rocking for SummerSlam? And he sent me this. 
The early 2000s. He's got the best Twitter right. game. He's so funny. So to tie in, because while I was driving back from the store, Brian mentioned the whole, when you guys are talking about the buying, Vince McMahon possibly buying out somebody. Mm. My dream in this whole thing to make this whole head of the table shit push along with some effectiveness. All right, see where you're going. MLW. Buy out. Buy out MLW and bring in my boy Jacob Fatu. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's that that's that's a throwback to what uh, OG Brian said. Yeah. yeah. And they can't get the rock. Bring the next best thing, in my opinion, that's currently active, who's a fucking animal, who's phenomenal in the ring, and mm-hmm. could use that shot in the big time and wouldn't get executed like these motherfuckers that just got executed. Last week. Oh, oh shit. He 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 would dag on that that would be a great moment for him, but at the same time it would be the downfall for him too, because we all know, even if you don't know, motherfucking Jacob Fatu will run circles around Roman fucking Reigns. Absolutely. And you put them two in the ring together, embarrassment. Embarrassment, because all Roman Reigns is gonna do is spam his motherfucking Superman punches. And goddamn, and his freaking uh, maybe do one power bomb or some shit like that, and then he's gonna talk shit the whole time, you know, and in then, his current incarnation. And then he's gonna be like, Acknowledge me, and the whole yeah, thing. acknowledge me, acknowledge me. Only Kyle was here. At least I'm not the only one tired of it. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna go back to it because y'all can get mad, but I don't care. To this Goldberg shit, my man. Has has two matches he's got to do a year. That's what I'm saying. He already did one. I personally, I think he'll only fight at SummerSlam if they can't get Brock. I think. Damn it, Brock, you know how you, <laughs> you know how you you know how usually like oh shit we need someone to be champion break glass Lesnar comes back I think oh shit we can't get Brock uh uh, uh Goldberg. Yeah. And you know, I mean, what, yeah, but think the, of the crowd. Wait, is that, is that what you were going to say? I mean, what's the lesser of two evils, though? Is it wait, Goldberg and Roman or Goldberg and uh, Lashley? Brian, is that what you were going to say? No, I'm just mad because you're right. He does have to do another match. Fuck. <laughs> hey, boy, and, Put that shit on in your house match, or something. Unless he does a random <laughs> I don't want to see that again. That's a high quality show. Unless he does some random match like he did at SummerSlam two years ago with Ziggler, like maybe just to get a win because he did lose. And we all know Ger- Goldberg, not a humble guy, and wants to win. So unless Goldberg goes against someone and wins, what? <laughs> well, hey, what about this, guys? So, when you talk about Brock, see, you talk about crown pumps. Um, what about the fact that, you know, double or nothing, um, you know, and events like that are held in like Vegas, that's supposed to be like, you know, sort of like the bigger, the bigger shows, you know, do you think that Vince McMahon um, and WWE and that whole juggernaut is going to basically, you know, pity the heck out of this show and, you know, try to do some of their biggest moments and their biggest things like, yeah, well, we were bigger than AEW in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, they're, gonna try. they're definitely going to try to do that. I mean, yeah, they would definitely try. It's well, the two competitive see? companies, so why not what try and top the other? What do you guys think of SummerSlam? Because Drew's on the poster, so you know he's going to have a match of some sort. Drew and The Fiend. And The Fiend interferes in the Hell in a Cell match. 
and that's what starts that feud. Drew and the it gives them both something to do, and Drew is away from the title picture like he needs to be. What bigger match? I low key think the Fiend is, all, in my opinion, there, but if not gonna be, like, well, if I'm not fighting the Undertaker and Mania, I'm gonna be fighting the Fiend. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not in the title, I'm fighting the Fiend, and I think that's like the best you can do for Drew if he's not in the title. Uh, yeah, I I see that. I mean, I I didn't I didn't think about it until, you know, you were explaining it. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I'm I'm curious. I don't know. I want everybody's opinion on this. Who who do you guys think Lily is? Who do you guys Who do you guys think that Lily is? Like, because Lily's got Lily can't just be a stupid doll. Like, she's it's got to be building up to something, right? My whole thing is is just like you know Nikki Cross's back or whatever, and despite all the phenomenal promos that she cut before the Rumble and all this other bullshit or whatever, it seems she's, like they just fell back into old hat. So damn, Lily is gonna be uh, freaking possessing Nikki Cross or some shit like that. <laughs> I would love to see that. Like, cause the whole Twisted Sister thing when with her in NXT, like, I always wanted to see something more for Nikki Cross, and I'm kind of sad that she hasn't, um, that she hasn't had anything, you know? I think that she deserves to have something. And, and she's, what, she's won the two beat the clock challenges, so... Well, she survived you know, she, the two. Well, yeah, survived <laughs> the two. Yeah, that's the whole... But you know she's got something right now, so what better what better momentum to have than have yeah, her you know like, get possessed by? That, that's what I'm saying. She cut those promos before the Royal Rumble because I mean she was out uh, for uh, yeah that one promo that she posted on Instagram. Right. Was They're cool. overlooking me. They're doing all this bullshit, and then she come back clapping hands and doing all this silly shit again. I mean, what the right. fuck? <laughs> I'll say this: I pray to God it has something to do with Nikki Cross because this new. Bubblegum pop theme music is just like, what are we doing here? Dirty oh, pop. the breakout or new theme? Yeah, oh, I don't horrible. like it. Horrible, horrible. Doesn't fit the character whatsoever. It's like, yo, she was the loony, crazy chick that was down in fucking NXT and played it to a T. You know what I mean? Like, she's yeah, her old theme was so much better. Her yeah, the old theme was so, it was the best version of the the sanity themes, in my opinion. Yeah, it, to, to me, it's like yo, a girl can play a great. She could definitely play a great character, and. To me, it's like, yeah, if, if anything, when it comes to Lily, I, I I know it sounds fucking crazy as hell to be talking about this on a wrestling show. I want her to be like a possessed demon that just like literally transfers from body to body, like like Chucky or whatever. Like it dies in one doll, goes to another one. Like something like that. And like it embodies Yeah, it embodies uh Nikki for a little bit. And then say after Nikki, it moves over, or actually you could start off with Shayna Baszler, because they're doing that little tease yeah. right now. Like, hopefully it gives Shayna Baszler, like, a psycho killer edge that we all know she has. You know, and eventually it transfers over to Nikki Cross or goes to this person. That that would be cool because, like, I was disappointed. Like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I'm, like, disappointed how, like, Shayna went from being this badass uh, in the Elimination Chamber to losing to Reginald. Like, what the hell happened? <laughs> this motherfucker came in here biting bitches' necks. <laughs> Literally. Like what? Well, the and then hell now happened? she's gonna be on what TV with Lily or something? Or no, she's gonna be like a, she was gonna be like in the Playhouse or whatever. And now she's having to either save face on Twitter or actually be tough. And maybe she's gonna go in there and you know destroy the the whole setup or something. I don't really know, but yeah, it, there's all dope. these like repackagings that happen that just don't make sense. 
you know? Like, why not let Shayna continue to be the badass, you know? I mean, Rhea yeah, Ripley isn't coming out being like lollipop girl, you know, and stuff like that. So well, I mean, I mean, you can keep a character consistent if, if you want to. Yeah, and it just right. seems like whatever reason, uh, like Skip Bobs was saying, that most of the new music sucks, you know? Like um, and look no further than Keith Lee, who they decided was basically Brock Lesnar, but we changed a few notes. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden now he's maybe going to explain himself or not. But that's another different story that's lost in the process, you know, and it's like right. I feel bad for these guys. I really do because, like, you see them, like, I don't know how much you guys watch of NXT, oh, yeah, but you see right. them in NXT and, like, you see Keith Lee in NXT does amazing. Uh, and then yeah. all of a sudden just oh. goes. Like and it's yeah. and like I'm scared for carrying cross once that happens. It's inevitable. Now, now, th- th- that I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that I want to talk about when we were talking about is WWE buying or is WWE selling? Um, I think uh, uh, OG Brian. Yeah, I talked about it on your show, Camille, about yeah. um how your boy is down there with the the other con, Nick Con. He's down there at NXT. You know. Killing through their roster for people that oh, they Bruce, Bruce is, yeah, yeah, that they're gonna bring up to uh Raw and SmackDown and stuff. My question is if Raw, I mean, not Raw, I mean, if WWE was to sell themselves to you know another company, mm-hmm. my thinking was, you know, how would that affect Shane, uh, freaking Stephanie, and most importantly, Triple H? My question is, do you think Triple H has enough pull, enough clout, or enough sway to convince them to sell the NXT portion to him and let him run that as a separate entity away from WWE proper? No. Do I think that he has enough enough pull to do that? Yeah. Or even just just to even throw it out there as an option. I'll, I'll say it like this. I think he would have the balls to do it. Like, I, I don't think that's something that, like, all right, let's let's say the scenario was that WWE is selling to, we'll say Comcast, right? Because Comcast is a huge market and they'll make a shit ton of money. I, say, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll say, we'll use the fact that they're selling like 57%. So that way Comcast is officially majority owner. But uh, the original, like the core group of, let's say, Vince, Linda, Shane, Stephanie, and partially Hunter, you know, are still a part of the deal as the other 43%, right? If we're doing it like that, I can see, you know, Vince saying to Hunter, you know, before we make this deal, if you want this as your deal, or, or Triple H going to Vince be saying, look, if you can make it a part of your deal, what I'll do is I want to buy NXT from you. You can own all the, the digital rights and all stuff. I can see him doing that. Will it go through in the sale? Most likely not, because I feel like anybody who's buying into WWE who understands their product knows that this is all under the WWE umbrella. You're getting Raw, SmackDown, NXT, you're getting the libraries, you're getting the network, you're getting WWE Studios, you're getting WWE Ice Cream Bars, you're getting all of that shit. Like your your name, that is you now. I think if they can if if a deal like that goes on the table before a sale goes in, quite possibly could happen. It could be Vince's little gift to Hunter saying, you know, here's your deal. I also think that Paul Levesque could sell his portion of stocks and either make that pitch or, depending on how much of a percentage sale it is, I wouldn't be surprised if using the resources he has down in NXT, once WWE is sold, he begins his own promotion. You know you know contracts, depending on what the new company is going to be, 
you know that contracts are going to change. So, like, even if they make the sale and say, you know, Hunter, Stephanie are still in charge creatively, we all know eventually business-wise moves are going to be made and they will be bumped out of the door. I think Hunter would be smart enough to pull some money aside and be like, look, I already know how to run my own production. I got my boys down here. Say they get released, you know, I can pick them up. I got the talent. I'm already there to make that connection. So to me, it's like, could he make the deal? Yeah. But I think he's smart enough that, God forbid, WWE was to sell. He'd be good. He'd start his own thing. He'd probably be the true uh, like the true rivalry with AEW could be rekindled with Hunter. Because Hunter's an NWA guy. That's why NXT to me has always been so good. Because it's presented to us like old school NWA. You know, and then like you were saying earlier, when it comes up to the main roster, moving up to the main roster, it's Vince's vision. That's why guys like a Keith Lee, like an Andrade, like uh, Aleister Black, like Ricochet, who we all know are talented, go up there and they're just floundering around. Because it's, it's, it's a whole different system, even though it's still under the WWE banner. But, yeah, I think a deal could be offered, but I think he's smart enough, like I said, start his own shit. One, I don't I'm like... I'm on the fence with I don't that. Like, I, don't, yeah, I was going to say, because I don't like... I, I, I personally would think if they were to sell, he would take his portion and be retired. Now, mm-hmm. to the they run the, they run the promotion kind of like an NWA... I can see that, but realistically is NXT is so successful because one, they have talent that we like to see, but two, he allows the talent to kind of, in some respects, dictate what they want to do in certain respects, kind of yeah. like how AEW was running. They, they get, you know, the, the, the wrestlers have input there. It seems that they have input in NXT, which is why I was personally saying recently, I hope none of like the mainstays of NXT ever go up, like the the um, the Champas, the Garganos, the Coles, you know, the Bronson Reeds. Or like, I hope those guys never go up because Keith Lee is your shining example of where you can end up. Well, I mean, but into the sale aspect, though, the sale aspect of it all, I don't see I don't see Triple H putting in the the, the effort to want to restart a brand all over again. I think he would just ride off into the sunset with his money, stay retired, and then if he wants to, maybe consult in certain companies. I wouldn't want to see him running, even though it would be successful, but who would you be able to pull out of that NXT WWE roster to come with you? So, That's where the problem would be. In my what's going to happen it, is WWE is going to sell, and next thing you know, you're going to see a thing that says, Paul Levesque is all elite. <laughs> that could be it too. No, but what do you guys honestly think is wrong with Keith Lee? Like, do do you think it's like a creative thing? Do you think it's a health thing? Honestly, honestly, I don't know. I I hate to speculate stuff. Um, he just kind of disappeared. You know, we didn't know what happened. I I assumed it was an injury, but I assumed that he would be back by now. What I'm he's going been away since February. Creative. 80% creative, yeah. 20% help, because he it, had COVID it, and all that. Yeah, it, that, yeah, he did or, have that, uh, that COVID shit or whatever. But I believe he suffers from the majority of the independent guys that make a name for themselves and they sell out to WWE. Uh, you don't like that shit. <laughs> you know? Or could he be the possible, could they be saving him for SummerSlam? We just, hope so. Just I mean, kind of. If, if, if anything, him and Bobby, money. 
is money. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's, exactly. They can just, MVP can come out, cut a promo. All right, we've been through Drew. We've been through Kofi. Who is left? Nobody in this company can do boom. Keith Lee's music. Wait, here's one thing. That. Here's one thing before I run, though. The difference between Keith Lee and Braun. Keith Lee ran through the Indies. So if he were to leave, he would be good. Mm-hmm. Braun, I'm out, y'all. I got to go. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. I don't hey, guys. Know. Just need- um, I'll tell you one thing. With Triple H, I'm definitely on the fence. You know, like you UWO guys were saying, you know, I think that um, he is someone who, first of all, I think about with WWE, would they actually want to care, like when it comes to a sale, like let's say do they care that much about NXT as opposed to the billion dollar deals we've seen with, you know, SmackDown and different things like that. Eventually, maybe, but I don't know that um, they would necessarily, like let's say the new management or, you know, new group, whatever that's in charge would necessarily get rid of NXT. Maybe it's something they keep for, you know, a few years. They see that what they're able to kind of develop and then, of course, the big deals, the billion dollar kinds of things go on. I'll tell you one thing for sure, though, when it comes to Triple H, guys, um, he's got to have a better gig than showing up to Philadelphia 76ers games where they get their butts kicked by 20 points after he comes out. You know, it's got to be better than that. He brought the wrong flight camera. Yeah, I mean, I believe NXT is the best thing that WWE does. Oh, yeah. I mean, whether it be yes. NXT UK or NXT proper, I mean, hell. Even fucking 205 Live main yeah. event is better than fucking Raw and SmackDown in some aspects. Uh, I don't know about SmackDown. Hey, you, you, I don't know about SmackDown, but I'll agree with I you said on in Raw. Some aspects. With Raw. Yeah, I'll say that. I said in some aspects. I, I'll say this when it comes to SmackDown. I say it on the show all the time. Aside from Roman, whatever he's doing, and maybe Seth and Cesaro. Bianca. Right now, Nothing else on SmackDown interests me. Bianca, no, like I'll I be said, honest, Bianca doesn't really interest me right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I'll be honest, Bianca doesn't interest me either. Ever since she won the title, I I don't know. It's just I don't know if it's her character or what it is, but she's just never been appealing it, to me. It, I don't know what it is. Here's the answer: What is she known for? Being the EST. You can't be the EST if you ain't working. Yeah, she's exactly. re- she's talk- she's doing more talking than wrestling. Mm-hmm. The right. reason why we love her is because she's great in the ring. The girl's yeah. phenomenal. I, she's a beast. And and I, I told you that. And I told you that a long time ago. It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, what's 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 your boy? Uh, curly hair motherfucker, uh, Sam Roberts. He was yeah. right. Oh. There's something missing from Bianca. Yeah, you, you know, unless she chased him or just being this fiery baby face or whatever or whatever. I mean, she is not good at top of the mountain right now. Right now, what she's doing is. Not really good. I mean, I'm pleased with it. I mean, that she uh, yeah. made that Same. accomplishment, yeah. but it's just like, all right, she did it. So, I mean, what? What, just, what now? She's what now? Well, and that's what I, that's what I said in the in the broadcast before uh, before WrestleMania. I should probably be on Twitter at some point for freezing cold takes because I was so sure that right, she was going to win. Let, let's you not know? get crazy with the main event take that I had. <laughs> I was I was so sure, right, Biram? And you said, well. Hey, Maybe this is the beginning. You know, maybe this is something bigger for me. And I was like, I just don't see it. You know, I think the whole thing would be what now? I just don't know what she'd be chasing, what she'd be going after when she's already, you know, the EST, like the hey, 
BEST with the championship and everything. And I think it's kind of here we are, guys. Yeah. Well, we all know where the money is after this for Bianca Belair. And y'all have heard me say it for the longest of fucking times. It's that goddamn ponytail. Whenever they get into the feud to where that motherfucker is coming off, a hair versus title match, a hair versus hair match, anything involving that motherfucking ponytail is going to be career defining for Bianca Belair. For the person who cuts it off or if she cuts it off herself, it's going to be that whole metamorphosis is going to be fucking phenomenal. You think they're gonna, you think at SummerSlam they're gonna run it back, her and Sasha, or do you think they add someone like Bailey in there? So maybe like Sasha. Triple threat. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I, I I I'm more with the triple threat. I think. What about Ronda Rousey coming back and being the one? I have Rock, you know, ending the streak. I mean, wouldn't that be like so polarizing and just well, kind of crazy? You got. I mean, admit, yeah. But here's the here's the thing about Ronda though, like. I, I respect her and her accomplishments, obviously, in the UFC. We know her as this badass in the UFC um, and, and everything else. But my whole thing is I don't know if she's if she's really picked up what wrestling is in terms of, like, character and everything else. Like, I feel like if she were to come back, she would have to have something, like, compelling i mean she basically took rowdy rowdy piper's gimmick and 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 that's what it was uh and and that was it but like and and she was great in her matches like great in the ring like she was fun to watch but like you also have to have that character too you have to have you know that character like you can always improve on in ring stuff like you can always train more and train more and train more but like i feel like if your character sucks and like I'm not invested in you as like character wise and and you don't give me a reason to hate you or to care about you. Then I'm not going to care what you do in the ring regardless. So like, well, I also, I also wonder about Becky Lynch, you know, possibly being that that person to kind of spark the hair versus whatever match, you know, because I mean, that'd be huge. You know, she was the man or is the man and could certainly, you know, kind of continue to build that persona. I mean, obviously, you know, she, went and had a child and so it kind of put her like on hiatus but I mean she could very well come back and and be the man I, I thought for sure she'd be raw after mania I, but, think, yeah. I think if Becky was to come back she'd go after Rhea that would yeah. be dope yeah. around that time too yeah that's true she did yeah but yeah Rhonda Rhonda's just pretty much done a she's pregnant and b she uh actually quoted in digital spy that she didn't like WWE's act of traveling the traveling bug got to her. Yeah. And not to mention she's a sole loser. I mean, personally for <laughs> yeah. me, uh, this is what I would do, especially when it comes back to like the whole Bianca thing. I would have her go against Io Shirai. Io's been oh. on television for a while. Have that be her debut match. Have her take the belt off uh, Bianca. And then you can literally run the whole gimmick of, you know, you want to talk about the, B- uh, the EST? I've been the EST female wrestler in the world for years number one in the world for years and she can start going through that because we all know they're going to run through the same people over and over again because they have a limited roster but you can have her go against bianca and shock her or whatever and then like b rob said you know she can start going on a down slope to the point where it's like all right she she takes a couple months away from the belt eo starts going on a tear starts destroying somebody eventually you get bianca back up to eo by you get to that time say she loses the next match then you can do something with the hair. And you can talk about, you know, put the hair on the line versus the title. 
know what I mean? Because the hair thing right now, as good as it is, and trust me, I, I'm all for it. There, there's no reason for her to put the hair on the line with the title. Yeah. And it would help. It'll help re-get that juice back to her because because technically, Eel is a heel. I mean, even though we all love her, she's technically a heel. You know, and you know how Vince right. is. You know, I don't pay attention to what happens in NXT. You know what I'm saying? But like, you can put, yeah, you can yeah. Bring I didn't think of that, man. That's good. Yeah. That's good. You know what I'm saying? It, like just just to give like a re, it, it gives Eo like a, a great debut, and it also can give Bianca that re jump start, especially now that we're going back with fans. Because if they go into it right now, the fans are still like, yeah, like we all said. And then RK broke and win the tag titles. That's you know, inevitable. I feel like know, that's inevitable. You that, know that's you want to see it. Going back that's to what you were saying about the whole ESC thing, like I think, I think yeah, I think that would be good because like for Eo, like. Like for Bianca, she's all about the ESC. Like I'm the greatest. I'm the I'm the bestest. I'm the thing. And then Eo just comes in and and is like, "Bitch, I've been doing this thing for for forever." <laughs> like, yeah. you know. And and then you know they, I mean Eo. Like every time I see Eo on NXT, it's always a banger of a match. Doesn't matter what she's in. She always has like some way of making it a banger of a match. I mean, we saw the what was it when she won. The NXT title was it in your house with Rhea Ripley? I think was it one on one with Rhea Ripley? Yeah, that match, that match where she like did the what was it the moonsault off of the off of the the house thing or whatever it was like whatever she did off the house thing on EO soon as the motherfucking beat dropped. First of all, her theme music is fire. I have it on my motherfucking phone. God damn it! I gotta put that as a ringtone. But no, this is, the reason why I throw Eo's name out there is because, like I said, they're going back on tour, right? You know what I'm saying? They're going right. back to the audiences and having live crowds again. Starting in Houston, yo. Yeah, and, and Eo is credible enough that, you know, you can put her in front of any audience, and no matter what she does on any given night, the crowd's going to pop. That's different than trying to debut, you know, fucking Jesse Kamea or fucking trying to debut, you know, uh, Amber Moon. At least with Eo, she's credible enough to be like, yeah, this chick's bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fans who know her always know you're going to get some good shit. Like, yeah. that was, it, it, like, just imagine as soon as Fast the beat, 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 as soon as the beat drops and the whole, duh, the whole crowd just goes bonkers when she that, comes that's out. That's a bagging entrance. It's almost akin to um, when Shinsuke got the new music or whatever, we, you know. I was just like, "Whoa, this is the, it!" The heel? Are you talking about his heel? Oh, the dude playing into the ring, right, with like the two-minute violin solo. Yeah, either or for Shinsuke, but it's all just the, like, the, the, all, all the, the rap one, the rap one kind of got over real quick because there's no audience participation in it. Like they can use it now, nobody cares. But now we got Boogie hanging. We're good. Excuse me, Boogie hanging. We're good. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think of? I know this is so random, but just thinking of Shinsuke Nakamura and his theme. What do you think of Pat McAfee on commentary? I, 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 I like I, him. I think I love how he goes nuts when Shinsuke comes out. I, I, I like, like him. I like him because like he reminds me of like me because I I obviously being younger, uh like I I love wrestling. I eat sleep shit wrestling and I and I go nuts over it, you know, <laughs> and because you know be doing what I do, you know, for my streaming and doing the play-by-play commentary where I play the matches and I'm and I play against the AI and I'm commentating the match. I have to be, even though that I know what's going to happen, I have to be exciting. 
And I love, you know, the whole, you know, oh, my God, the whole thing. And just with Pat McAfee and the, how he is, it's like, I, I just love that. Because, like, to me, when when I see a commentator enjoying the product, yeah, like a fan, it makes me it makes me enjoy it. That's, That's what, what it feels so like. Like Morrow did. I mean, I, I right. feel like Morrow, he's like this great professional, but he he loves it too. He really loved yeah. it, especially when he was on SmackDown. Pretty mean. It, it, I got I got one for you. I got one for you. And I was actually thinking about this the other day, right? First things first, uh, thank God I got rid of Adnan. That dude was horrible. Uh, horrible. Oh, yeah. I love the fact they got Jimmy Smith. I think Jimmy Smith is very entertaining. I heard a little and, bit of him earlier. He sounded pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. I got one more person, and I want SmackDown to make a three-person booth. And anybody who knows this man knows why I'm saying his name. Aside from the fact that he's a huge wrestling fan, I want Michael Cole, Pat McAfee, and give me Chael Sutton. I would love Chael okay. Sutton to be the third commentator okay. on Friday nights on SmackDown. I think that That's would right. be greatness on that show. The guy loves pro wrestling. He's a bad guy in his gimmick in MMA. He knows his shit about pro wrestling. He's a diehard fan, and he's a commentator. I got to hear him. Huh? I got to hear him. Oh, dude, if you ever heard anything he said to Anderson Silva, that's literally him cutting wrestling promos. He said it. He goes, I stole this from Ric Flair. I stole this from some of the best. Like, this is who I am. So he sent me some videos. Oh, I'll I'll throw some on. We're done. (laughs) Thank you, DC Gate knows what I'm talking about. Trust me, anybody yeah, who knows Chael Sutton, he would fit perfectly on WWE commentary, especially yes. with the deal with Fox. Well, especially him and McAfee. I mean, like that right there would be some good interplay. I promise you guys. Even though I've never seen the two together, I think it'd be yep. good. Like you know, when you get when you get people that love the product, you know, and and not that are not just knowledgeable, but like it looks like a pummel version of the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but when you get when you get people that uh love the product that are not only knowledgeable but they love it it makes the fans like it like i i remember watching what was it backlash and i was watching it at my buddy's house and there was these uh two two of his friends that have never been into wrestling before they've never watched it i have never seen two people that have never watched wrestling in their life ever be that entertained by wrestling ever like they were shouting and screaming and i'm like i think i'm the weirdo when i do that I, I, i'll say this younger brian uh this is old brian talking to you uh, and and uh, nicholas we always throw you into this conversation as well because you are a young boy um but mike you are an older gentleman i see the little salt and pepper going on Mr. there you Bird. go he's got the beer going Bird. you're around my age yeah. b-rob Hey, I'm right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we'll explain this to you through this way, right? I'm going to say some names. Okay. The reason why, as a wrestling fan growing up, we loved it is because we had Vince and Jesse. We had yeah. Bobby and Gorilla. Right. Yeah. We had Joey Styles. Right. We had Tony and Bobby Heenan. We had guys when they were on commentary, not only were just not only calling the matches, but were having fun calling the matches like there's one name and he annoyed the shit out of me but when i watched him do com- well i listened to him do commentary during matches he actually got me hyped up was don west don yeah. west was annoying as shit but man he gave you goosebumps when he called a match like like when they were getting to that crescendo and that match was like ready to pop don west his he was like on cocaine 24 7 like you know what i mean 
And when you get commentators like that, wrestling is fun. It, like, it, am I, guys, am I wrong? No, no, sure, no, 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 you're right on all of that with Don West. Yeah, that's yes. another combination right there, JR and Heyman. Yeah, I was yeah that was good, too. He was a good too. Yeah, so when Cole I gets a lot of love. Don't Cole gets a lot of flack, but Cole is good. Cole is good. Oh, Cole's yeah. good. Yeah, Cole I, is good. Great RKO, uh, RKO memes. Yeah, no, it's Cole. mostly Cole's. This is my this is my thing with Michael Cole, and it's nothing like we all we can all agree that Cole's a good announcer. He's been around for years. The thing with Cole is, and this is why I always say is the problem with WWE is that it's systematic. They need a systematic change. The commentary is always the same. You know exactly when you're going to commercial because they're going outside the ring. Will this guy have a chance to come back? Find out. You know what I mean? Or like, we'll be right back. Like, it, it became so robotic with Cole that no matter who you interchange with him, Cole always sounded like he was boring as fuck because he was just paying attention or he's pro- promoting something. You know, this match is sponsored you by Snickers. You know what I mean? Like, it, it got redundant <laughs> with Cole. He never showed any personality. He was just like this the entire way. I, I used to have the same problem with Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews is like this the entire way. Everybody oh, else gosh, is going up and down. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's my problem with Cole. He's not bad. I'm but sorry, it's generation. Just, yeah, Matthews needs like a flatline shirt, not because of his wrestling move, but because of his commentary. Yeah. Very flat. Top of Scott released a few weeks ago, actually. Which is shocking to me, too. I was, yeah, you know, you know, was really good, know, Brian. Man. Is that Michael Cole? I, I saw. I was like, I wonder how long he's been doing this. So I looked it up, and it went to like his Wikipedia. He's apparently like the president of commentary, or like the vice president yeah. officer of commentary. I was like, oh crap. Yeah, no, he's been. He's the guy. If, if he's, he's not in position, though, if he's not on, if he's not on commentary, he's in their air with Vince. Like he's been around that long, but Cole, Cole's been around for years. He was like a Desert Storm reporter or something like that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, like like CNN, so. yeah he was a war correspondent. <laughs> yeah, war correspondent. Thank you. Yeah, no, because when I first started watching in like '99, it was like Jr. and King, and I think when SmackDown first started, who was it? Was it Cole and King, or Cole and Jr.? I think I it might have been Cole and Taz. It actually might have been Cole and Mick Foley. Because Foley was a commentator for a little bit. Yeah, but, but he hated it. When SmackDown hmm. first even started. Then, even then they were really good, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you talk about those old school commentators or whatever, you know who you forgot about? Motherfucking Macho Man. Oh yeah. He hated it. <laughs> I know he, he was another that's that's what made me think of it because he hated doing commentary as well. But mm-hmm. he was still good at it. Don't forget Dusty. Mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, baby. Like, yeah, baby. You guys like when JBL does commentary? Love it. Who? I love it when he does. JBL. <laughs> oh, oh JBL was golden on Nick, you should know this your damn self. JBL in the state of Rhode Island has a hall pass. That man can do whatever and say whatever he wants in the state of Rhode Island. Him and Eddie Guerrero in that cage match, he has car blanche in our city. And he <laughs> always gets a pop. I think I only said if you to Rob, you, baby. <laughs> I think I only said it to Rob, but did you ever see the thing when Booker T was on commentary? Oh, Michael, yeah. And Michael Cole was talking, and he's like, he's like, and Adam bleeding. And Booker T looks at him and said, say what? What? <laughs> You didn't just say that. <laughs> Yo, Booker, Booker T, T is horrible on commentary. 
Oh, you know what I? Oh, he's, he, oh, he has a show in Houston called Hall of Fame, which is like terrible. They talk about like mm-hmm. MMA and boxing, and you've got this like seasoned professional who's on uh, reality is wrestling or reality wrestling with him. He's a. Oh, oh, the thing. thing about him, you know, he's, he's a guy. You know, he can really go, and he's good. And then there's like this other guy, and there's gonna two guys, and they're just gonna go in there, and they're just really gonna get it. And it's like. Well, that pretty much told us nothing about what was going to happen in that fight. So, like, there can, you go. Can I, ask, can I ask a question here to test my age, if if my young age is showing here? So, I was showing my, uh, my girl the other day. So, do you remember when Vince McMahon dropped the N-bomb with John Cena? Yeah. They, J- and, Jim and Ross and uh, Michael Cole were the first ones. And Booker T showed up. Were they doing that at a shot at Booker T because of what he did back in the day in WCW? Like, do you think that's Because that, that hit me there. I could be a zillion percent wrong, but that's the only thing I can think of unless they were just being that ignorant. Um, that moment that uh, Bruce Pritchett actually did bring it up and he was like, okay, he's like, this definitely would not work today. It was something for like entertaining shock value. It was in bad taste. He even admitted it was in bad taste then. It was bad taste now. He regret, you know, they regret it, but they did it. Is what it is, kind of. Yeah, I just didn't know if it was maybe them. And that that goes back to I think um, me and uh, New Brandon was talking about that shit or whatever, Um, about these storylines and these different scenarios or whatever. They had to clue them in on what the fuck they was gonna do, or right. whatever. Yeah, I know. I know Mike had to leave. I was like, it's up to that individual to be like, nah, man, I don't feel comfortable with that shit, you know. But Booker right. T was like, fuck it, let it fly. <laughs> like no, but- it's, but it's is it ever like? Could you could you imagine putting yourselves in that situation for the sake of entertainment, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna say this to you, and this is gonna be like. It's it's offensive, but it's going to be you know for entertainment purposes. Like I couldn't imagine, uh, I couldn't imagine like somebody like me cutting a promo and then somebody like calling me a cripple or something as part of like a as part of like a promo or, or whatever. Like I just couldn't imagine like talking to a person and having them like insult me in that way mm-hmm. for the sake of entertainment. I don't know about you guys, but I mean. I wouldn't let. I personally would have wanted someone to call me a nigga. Sorry, be rough, swearing, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I personally want it to happen. But you know, if I'm getting paid millions of bucks and I am a quote unquote performer, yeah, because I'm gonna say some fucked up shit about you. But you know, like, if, if that's part of the deal. But personally, I wouldn't want it. Like, if somebody says to me on the street, I'll probably punch him in the face. But you know, what I mean, like, right. uh, yeah, in context, I get it. Like, like if, if you understand, like it's going to draw sympathy or it's going to do something like that. And it's part of the angle. And eventually you're going to get the payoff in the end. I would, but at the same time, be like, no, fuck you. What, what, what about the, uh, the, the triple H promo, him and Booker T. Yeah. No. You think I don't even remember anybody says that was racist as fuck. Oh yeah. No, it definitely was. And you can't tell me nothing. Oh, they brought, yeah, they brought that up. They brought that up too. See the reason why, the reason why, and I, st- I still disagree with this. The reason why that, you know, Booker T didn't go over because they wanted Brock's title to be the only title to change hands that night. If you actually, if you think back, WrestleMania 19, yeah. no other title. Yeah, it was, it was only for Brock. Yeah, it was only for Brock. That's the only. That's the only reason why. 
But it's like, yo, that's another one where they messed up. And even he had made it. It's like, if you're going to do a racially charged storyline. You need a payoff. You need a payoff. And there was no payoff was whatsoever. Not. I remember and being then, in like, you know, with the... school being like, this is, this is not right. Yeah. And then, like, I'm like 10, 11 years old. Like, that, that's not right. And then the thing with Triple H was he had to vanquish every major WCW champion anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, so, WrestleMania 31, when he faced uh, Sting, he had all the heads in the bag and represented all the motherfuckers from WCW that he vanquished. Yeah. Hey, did they show Lily on Raw yet? I know you have it on. Yeah, they showed, they showed her. You just missed the grip. We have the TV on mute. Oh, and Rated RK Bro was speaking gold. We didn't, we didn't hear one word. Matt Riddle must have, he went, uh, Randy Orton must have told him to shut it up, and he went like this and locked it. He's just sitting there in the back. Orton walks up to him, and he's like, and Orton pretends to give him a key. He goes, ah, bro. Like, it, it must have happened, like, over a half-hour span. And they and he got an arcade bro shirt with the scooter and the snake on it. Right. And the snake, and the snake looks high. It, it, I don't understand why I'm laughing at that, but that shit. Oh, that shit was great. And then... What then apparently Riddle says something, locks it up, gives it to Orton, and Orton throws it in the trash, and, bro, and Riddle's like, and he <laughs> just skates away. Dumb funny. It's dumb funny. Yeah. yeah. What happened see, with Lily? See, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, I can, deal, I can deal with stupid shit as long as it's, like, meant to be entertaining. As long as it's, like, because Riddle is, Riddle, the stuff that he does is dumb, but it's entertaining and it works. Yeah. Like it, it, and that's fine. Like that's that's totally cool. It, it's when it's it's when it's stupid and it feels forced and dumb that like that's when I'm like really like <laughs> that's when I'm like really like they wasted fifth, 5 minutes, 10 minutes on this shit. But like with Riddle with Riddle it works cuz that's his thing. Yeah. Like you know and and that's and that's what i think the problem is like sometimes with certain segments and certain things that they do is sometimes it's like it feels forced it's kind of like how they were with roman where like he was faced and everybody was booing him because he was booked the way he was booked and then he comes back as a tribal chief and and i just hope the same thing doesn't happen to oh yeah forgets the promo that was cool. yeah that yeah. was great he forgot it again. What was it, Asuka that he forgot it yeah. against? And he just... No. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a stoner. He's a stoner, yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta say, fuck this, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> like, that works for me. Before, okay. before, we, before we wrap up soon, what happened with Lily? Uh, she just showed up. Uh, Lex was cutting a promo, and then that's it. Yeah. That's all we know. No payoff yet. Word. I'm excited to see how that turns out, though. Like, Eva, I'm, I'm interested. Eva, Eva, oh, oh my god! Wouldn't it be funny? And I saw the glare on his face. Look at his face. He's shaking his head. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be funny as fuck, right? If they did all this shit for Eva Marie, just exactly how they did it the last time, and she get released again, the same exact fucking way. They're pairing her up with uh, Piper. Is it Vixen? Is that how you say her last name? Yeah, I heard, I heard about that. Yeah, they're yeah. going to give her like, bodyguards and shit. Yeah, they're giving her a bodyguard, and essentially it's going to help get both of them over. So when she debuts, she'll be like a manager talent more for her. Like She'll wrestle, but she's definitely going to be the mouthpiece for her and Piper. Which I'm cool with. Look, I'm going to say this. 
I'm gonna hear her out. If she's gonna be a mouthpiece, I'm gonna hear her out. But if she can't do that, then I'll just be done. My yeah. thing is, my thing is, why would you do hype promos for weeks for a manager? If she's coming in as a manager, that's like I, I don't care. Like well, the fact well, that it, yeah, that's kind of yeah. The thing that you know I mean, but like at the same time, it's like if she comes in and you know she has bodyguards and she can wrestle, cool. If she comes back and still doesn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch, I'm going to shit on it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care for this woman. Is she beautiful? Hell yes. She's fucking stunning. She's like <laughs> damn near a perfect creation. The girl is beautiful, sexy as hell. And why the hell else should I care? You couldn't cut promos. You couldn't fucking wrestle. You couldn't even get to the ring on time. You realize the last time we saw Eva Marie in WWE, she was supposed to have a match. She didn't show up for the match, and they said that she got lost on her way to the arena. That's how they wrote this woman off. And she called Jinder Mahal Ginger. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't care that she's coming back. I watched her on a season of Big Brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like, aside from that, I, I don't care about this woman. Sorry. I don't care about this woman. Like, I really don't care about you, Marie. It's like, it's a waste see, of To me, I'm kind of the same way where it's like, if she doesn't get that reality TV star bullshit out of her head, and actually focus on, I don't know, wrestling and, and being a part of the WWE, then get out of here. Like, hey. like I mean, it, it's like you're either fully in it or you're not. Not, you know, not, there's not, not with WWE, homeboy. It's, damn, it's a business opportunity. You get what you can get out of it, and then you roll the fuck on, or you just roll with it. That's, that's I mean, I ain't going to stop her. I ain't gonna stop her from getting her money. I just nah. wouldn't get. I just don't give a damn if she's on my TV or not. Like I, I'll enjoy the view. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not one of these people that's like all PC sensitive and shit. No, I'll admit it. I'll enjoy the view, but aside from that, I can care less. And my woman's right there. I'll enjoy the HD goodness that's on my screen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that would just be the one thing. You know what I mean? Like. But if she does come back and she actually learns something, like if, like you said, if she becomes a manager, I'm cool with that. Like if I don't got to watch her wrestle, okay. But if she does come back and she can't wrestle, it's going to be the same old shit. If she comes back and she can't wrestle, cool, I'm open to it. All right. Closing words, Nick, what you got? All right. So what's going to happen is we're going to be at SummerSlam. It's going to be a great time. The main event's going to happen, and then you're going to hear the winner, and then you're going to hear... <laughs> go, bird, huh? Why? I, I, I hate you. But I'm just trying to get myself in the mood for when it does or if it happens, I can laugh about it and not be mad. Okay. If that happens, like, you, you gotta out. like record something. Like you either gotta like record a video of yourself reacting to it as you're in the crowd, like going nuts or something. Because I gotta see that. If I'll that happens, I, I'll have my phone right in Rob's face. Or I need to take talk around. Yeah, I need, I need or, that. I need that in my life. Is this is what I'm reduced to now, <laughs> being angry, angry black man at wrestling. Or, <laughs> angry. Or, <laughs> I could just see. Hey Rob, yeah. if you get that piss, just run in the ring and hit him with a flatliner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Gate side, though. I'd rather the every black wrestler's finisher. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's us. 
Yeah, well, I remember you guys were talking about that. Who did you guys say? I forgot. I remember Every black wrestler has the variation of the flatliner. Except for Kofi. Kofi got a kick, but pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah Kofi got trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, now yeah. that's all I really got. I had a good time. All right, so uh, Newt, Newt Brian, closing words. What you got on your mind before we ride out of here? I think, I think that we all can agree that we all have our different opinions on wrestling, and I'm glad that you know I can actually have a civil discussion with people instead of going on the cesspool that is Twitter, <laughs> and 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 actually having an intelligent conversation with people. I'll say that right now. All right. Old Brian and Carl, what you got? I don't if care you what Carl's win, gotta say. Right. If you want to win, make it a win. <laughs> to the moon. This was fun. To this the was moon. Fun. I, I just wanna. I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens. Y'all, none of y'all caught the Titus O'Neil reference. Yes. One of the greatest promos, promos of all time. <laughs> hey, that's you mean you mean the genesis of the beginning? Of the era of the genesis of McGillicuddy? I mean, I mean, I would go Eli Cottonwood, but don't know. But nobody wants to remember that one. No. <laughs> hey, hey, you watch what you say about Titus O'Neil. He's a Hall of Famer, deserving for what he does. Though. Wait, what was the question? Nick? No, I said, hey, you watch what you talk about Titus O'Neil. He's a Hall. Yeah, he's of a famer. Titus O'Neil is a Hall of Famer. You can't talk about him like that. But he deserves it for what he does. He does. Uh, final thoughts. Um. You. It's gonna be what it's gonna be. I'm gonna be in Vegas with pants on. Uh, uh, I, let me ask. Can I ask? I texted Rob. Hot as fuck with pants on because I don't I wear text, shorts. It's gonna be Vegas. Everyone knows it's hot, and it's like the end of August. And I said, "Are you gonna be now? If you guys are one of them, I'm judging you. Just know this." But I text Rob. I'm like, "Are you gonna be one of those fucking psychos that walks around the Vegas in the middle of summer with fucking pants on?" And he said, "Yes." <laughs> but well, man, come on, coming from balls off, Rob. <laughs> come on, coming from Rhode Island, you always see you always see that one guy in the mid- middle of winter in the middle of a snowstorm with shorts. shorts. With shorts, yeah. But would you be shorts and boots? In- yeah, yeah, shorts and boots. Yeah. But would you be walking around Vegas in August in pants? That's what I'm asking. I mean, it depends. Like. Like sweats, maybe, but then I gotta rock the LL Cool J and lift one pant leg up. But see, but this is yeah. the thing though. I'm getting at Vegas that morning. I don't know what we're gonna be doing. I'll probably have shorts on then. But when we go to the event, we're gonna be in an arena, you know, somewhat cool and whatnot. Pants is is, is logical. Then we're gonna get out of that bitch at night, which is gonna be cold in the desert. So I'm gonna have pants on. I, I mean you 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 you're right. Yeah, that's I, actually it's, it's actually bad. smart. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Fuck Rob, I'm gonna wear a tank top in spite of him. Yeah, you're gonna have a tank top. <laughs> showing off the he, got, he got tattoos to show. I know he's showing off. Yeah. yeah. No. But anyway, I mean I, that's all we got. Um I'm interested to see what's really going on with WWE as a company. If they buying, if they selling, if they trading, what the fuck right. is going on. That's what I, I'm really intrigued about. Um I'm just uh, excited to see what happens at SummerSlam. Well, leading up to SummerSlam because I already know what's going to fucking happen once I get there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's about it. I appreciate you gentlemen for jumping in. Uh, Goops, Dan, everybody that popped in for the briefest of moments or whatever. And um, that's it.
So we'll see you next time. On behalf of myself and Nick Anicelli, uh, freaking, oh, knocked my head over. <laughs> Does everybody want? <laughs> <laughs> uh, old Brian, new Brian, and